Welcome to the very first episode of Scoring Opportunity, a Bundesliga Fantasy Manager podcast. I am your host, Fred, and you can find me on Twitter as at time to notebremse where I am active in the wonderful Bundesliga Fantasy Manager community. This podcast is also on Twitter with the handle at scoringop underscore pod. What can you expect from this podcast? It's all about getting your fantasy team ready for the coming match day. We'll have a game week review from a fantasy points perspective, a look at my own team where I'll discuss my triumphs and mistakes along the way, as well as an in-depth halftime segment where I'll analyze one or several players, talk about BL Fantasy strategy, or have a conversation with other fantasy managers. The main portion of the show, though, will be dedicated to your listener questions. There are no bad questions because any question you have, another manager may have too. Also, the answer to your particular question may prompt a shift in perspective for another manager who may not have considered certain players. Let's all help each other out and make this game a more enjoyable experience for everyone. Let's get going! Here's a quick review of last weekend's matches. The match day started with Hoffenheim versus Hertha in the Friday evening game. Hertha showed none of the fighting spirit from their previous two matches and went down 2-0 to Hoffenheim with none of their players impressing. For Hoffenheim, Kramaric and Rudy scored goals with Kramaric netting 13 points. Kevin Akpoguma also ended the match on 13 points, although all of them were defensive points, one duels and the clean sheet bonus. Akpoguma played as the right wingback, but had a more defensive role as opposed to Robert Sko. He's listed as a striker in the game, but played left wingback in an attacking role. Unfortunately, because of him playing out of position, Sko is not a good option for fantasy managers. On to the Saturday matches. First, let's look back at Freiburg against Furt. Was this the return of Grifo? We all can remember the Grifo of last season, where it seemed like you could rely on him getting 10 plus points per match. Against Furt, Grifo made a ton of shots and slotted home a penalty for the 3-1 score. Hoofler also scored a goal off a corner by Grifo. Gunter continued to do Gunter things, chipping in with a lot of passes to shots. On the other side, Furt is not a team to invest in. Even their goalkeepers aren't getting enough save points to warrant their inclusion into our teams. Freiburg is still unbeaten in the league, and this side is chock full of budget enablers for your fantasy team. Any of their defenders are worth a punt, and Jong and Huller seem to be working together well up front, with Jong of course playing out of position in that striker role, despite being listed as a midfielder in the game. We then saw Wolfsburg under new manager Florian Kofeld beat a weakened Leverkusen side 2-0 away. Wolfsburg played with more pizzazz than we've seen under Von Bommel. Of course, this could be due to the new manager boost. Mecha was very active, scoring a goal in the process. He could become a decent budget third striker option for now 8.7 million, but we'll have to see what system Kofeld will play once Weghorst comes back into the squad. Maximilian Arnold had a 15-point match, scoring the second Wolfsburg goal, but at 12.8 million, he's only a fringe option for fantasy managers, only averaging 5 points per match, although he is playing in a more attacking role under Kofeld. Leverkusen sorely missed someone of Schick's pedigree up front. They looked mostly toothless, with the exception of Demirbay, who scored a decent 9 points. It's a sad match day when Wurtz scores a measly 3 points. 
Everyone was wondering how Bayern was going to react after their historic loss in the DFB Pokal to Gladbach during the week, and they showed they were not shaken, beating Union 5-2 in Berlin. Müller was by far the standout asset, being a part of four of the five Bayern goals and scoring 23 points. He's always on my radar, but now especially with both Holland and Schick out. Lewandowski, of course, did his thing, as well as Sané and Coman on his comeback. Berlin put in a good fight, even scoring twice in the process, but only Gieselmann had a good fantasy points game with nine scored. However, Union continued to be an interesting side with some good fantasy assets like Amonyi, Gieselmann, Kruse, and Trimmel. We saw a repeat of the midweek DFB Pokal match between Bielefeld and Mainz, and again Mainz were the victors with a 2-1 scoreline. Burkhardt is cementing his status as a budget striker star with a 13-pointer. This match provided a lot of value fantasy points-wise, because even losers Bielefeld created a lot of chances with six players scoring at least seven points or more. The strike partnership between Burkhardt and Onisivo looks fruitful, and I am keeping my eye on that. Bielefeld's Wimmer, Schupf, and Fernandez also looked interesting as budget options, and I would only wait for Bielefeld to win some matches before picking their players for my team. On to the next match, and how about that, folks? Dortmund kept a clean sheet. Although Köln created a ton of chances, none of them really troubled Beval Bay goalie Kobel, who racked up an impressive 15 points this match day. Other standouts for Dortmund were Mats Hummels with 12 points and Julian Brandt with an assist and 11 points. Köln's players scored fantasy points in moderation, despite their attacking intent. Of course, it would have been a different picture if they had scored. Oot and Modest were the most active and scored 8 points each. Dortmund can win without Holland, but they look like a completely different side. I won't be getting in Dortmund players until Guerrero comes back from injury. The Saturday evening match between Frankfurt and Leipzig ended in a draw in which Leipzig simply failed to put the game to rest with some missed big chances. Top scorers for Leipzig were Orban with 16 points, Zoboschlei with 13, and Paulsen and Nkunku with 9 each. I'm not interested in Orban because he got a lucky assist in this match and we can get defenders with more attacking returns for his 11.8 million price tag. On the other hand, Angelino disappointed with a mere 6 points. Not sure if it's the system, but he's definitely not the same fantasy asset he was in the first two-thirds of last season, and I'll be looking to get him out of my team this coming unlimited transfer window. As for Frankfurt, they were lucky to get a draw with Tuta's goal at the death. Kostic is still the only viable Frankfurt fantasy asset. We'll get to Kostic later in the show. The only other honorable mention would be goalie Kevin Trapp. The Sunday afternoon fixture saw Augsburg triumphant 4-1 winners over Stuttgart. Last year's darling Stuttgart are now succumbing to the overwhelming amounts of shots they concede. Their defense are really in shambles. Augsburg profited from this, netting four goals with four different scorers. Andy Zakiri, on loan from Brighton, was particularly active, topping the scorer list with 15 points, although not scoring a goal in the process. Eight players from Augsburg scored seven or more points, whereas only Mangala and Endo scored a decent amount of points, Bredlow getting a legendary 12 points from saved shots alone. Stuttgart defenders are now low on my list despite their continued attacking prowess. However, the leakiness in front of goal outweighs their consideration at the moment. 
A great direct free kick by Danny Bloom wasn't enough to hold off Gladbach in Bochum's 2-1 loss in the matchday's final fixture. Playa was back in the starting lineup and scored a goal and 16 points. Hofmann and Scali continue to be valuable picks and Benzabaini is worth a look in case your budget doesn't allow you getting in a premium priced defender like Gunter Davies or Guerrero when he returns from injury. Bochum fought well but in the end fell short. They looked the much stronger of the two promoted teams but have a long road ahead of them if they want to avoid the drop. This match didn't produce much fantasy value from Bochum players except Holtman with 7 points. Riemann continues to be a great goalkeeping option though. Now a look at my team. I transferred in Kramaric, Jung, and Gunter for the injured Chick, as well as Holtmann and Gieselmann. Wirtz, Angelino, and Frimpong disappointed with a combined 15 points and were replaced with my Gladbach assets for the final fixture of the match day. Embolo, Scali, and Hofmann came in and got me a net 38 points, with Scali and Hofmann both getting 24 points each as star men. I have been relying on the last fixture of the match day for a good portion of my points in recent weeks. Three weeks ago, I had a major Hall with three Leverkusen assets. Now I'm banking on the Gladbach run of standalone fixtures to get me some extra opportunities to change my star men if need be, and I needed it this week. For the coming match day 11, I'm looking at adding Trimmel, Schupf, and Awonyi in place of Guardiol, Jung, and Mbolo. Now on to the halftime segment, where each week we'll take an in-depth look at certain players or teams, talk about BL fantasy strategies, or have a conversation with other fantasy managers. This week we'll be taking a deeper look at Nico Gieselmann, Union Berlin's attacking left wingback. Due to a tactical change employed by Union coach Urs Fischer, Gieselmann is a transformed player. He already has three Bundesliga campaigns under his belt, as well as five Bundesliga 2 campaigns, but in none of them has he been so prolific. After match day 10, he's at three goals and one assist, his record for a full season being four goals, three assists, back in 2014-15 with Fürth in Bundesliga 2. His heat map, according to SofaScore.com, clearly shows him staying wide in typical left-wing back fashion, but Gieselmann becomes dangerous as he cuts in with a late run into the box, whereas Trimmel, who typically plays in the right wingback position, stays wider, sending in devastating crosses. Union's tactics are geared towards getting Awonyi and a second striker, either Becker, Ingvartsen, or Vogelsammer, into the box with an initial attack, or as a decoy, to then get the ball to Kruse or the onrushing Gieselmann to great effect. In a fantasy Bundesliga sense, Gieselmann provides a significant attacking threat due to defender goals being worth 6 points each, as opposed to 4 points for a striker goal. He also gets a point boost for shots taken, as well as passes to shots. At now only 4.5 million, Gieselmann is a steal and needs to be in everyone's team. I did take him out for the match against Bayern, with the plan to bring him back immediately, and he still managed to score 9 points, despite Union conceding 5 times against the Bavarians. Similar players are Scali from Gladbach, and Kubler of Freiburg. Having all three gets you a lot of points on the cheap, so you would be able to bring in some higher priced midfield or striker assets you couldn't normally afford. Now let's have a look at your listener questions. This first one is from Gavin Doyle, who asks, The moves I'm thinking of making for match day 11 are Jong, Angelino, and Funk out, Caligiuri, Gieselmann, and Zentner in, with nothing in the bank. But Freiburg and Leipzig have tough fixtures, and Funk has been stinking up my goal for weeks now. 
My other keeper is Gikovic. Thoughts? My thoughts would first be to keep Funk until the unlimited transfer window and try to upgrade an outfield player slot. I agree with taking Jung out. I will probably be doing the same. I also agree with getting in Gieselmann, which I will also be doing. The Leipzig-Dortmund fixture sees Leipzig with a 49% chance of winning based on players available, offensive and defensive stats, as well as past results. All this according to 538's Bundesliga predictions. I would also favor Leipzig in this fixture, so I would keep Angelino and upgrade one of your other players, probably to a standalone fixture because with transfers comes control. You can control which fixtures you target. Caligiuri is a good one-week punt in my opinion. Wolfsburg has been seemingly rejuvenated under Kohfeldt, but Augsburg also had an important win last match day, so it'll be an interesting fixture to watch. For Caligiuri's price tag, you could also get in Kainz in the standalone fixture against Union or Endo against Bielefeld. Another listener question from friend of the show Trevor, who runs the wonderful Fantasy Tipsters website, which is a great source for articles on not only Bundesliga fantasy, but also other fantasy football games. I myself have written for him as well. His question is, should I sell Christian Günther or hold him against Bayern? If there was one Freiburg player I would hold against Bayern, it would be Günther. He is so consistent with scoring points that even if Freiburg should go down to Bayern, I can still see Günther getting close to or over double-digit points this match day. A hold, in my opinion, as I will actually be doing the same. One last one from Will Burma Hemsworth. He's asking for Wolfsburg assets and if Kostic is worth keeping due to injury doubts to Kostic first. Yes, he didn't travel with the team to Greece for tonight's Europa League match. And yes, Glasner confirmed that it is a problem with his Achilles tendon and ankle. According to Liga Insider, Kostic is a doubt for the match against Furt. I could see him getting rested against the Kleblatt, even if he were fit. Alternatives to Kostic would be Goretzka, Soboschlei, or maybe a punt on double Gladbach midfield Hofmann and Stindl if you already have one or the other. On to Wolfsburg assets. Wolfsburg defenders were a valuable commodity at the beginning of the season due to their clean sheets and the fullbacks' attacking contributions. Right now, only Mbabu stands out. In midfield, you have a choice between Arnold, who is in a more attacking role under Kofeld, and Ridley Baku, provided he isn't playing right back. As mentioned earlier in the show, Lucas Mecha has been an able replacement for Weghorst, and it looks like both will be starting their match against Augsburg. So the decision between Mecha and Weghorst will be dependent on your budget. Now on to this week's rundown of my top three differential picks per outfield position. Usually I will also have a list of three players who you can take a one-week punt on, but since this is the last match day before an unlimited transfer window, all of these differential picks could be classified as punts. Starting in defense, we have Stefan Bell. He had a high-value match two match days ago, scoring 25 points. He is unlikely to repeat that effort, but he is still a valuable asset for a 5.5 million defender on a strong defensive team, scoring the plurality of his points via one duels. The second defender spot goes to Danilo Suarez. The Bochum fullback is a one-duel machine, scoring a whopping 44 points in that fashion so far this season, which is tied for first place in that category with Schimacon of Leipzig. He does have his share in Bochum's attacks, but but that's not his game in a fantasy sense. The top spot among defender differentials this week goes to Marvin Friedrich of Union. 
at 8.9 million, he's pricier than the other picks, but he is an aerial threat during Union's set pieces, which leads him to collect those shot points along with a good 3.11 duels per game. In midfield, we'll start with Dominik Soboslai. The Hungarian always provides good value, the only caveat being that he doesn't start every match. However, even off the bench, he will get you points. Because despite only playing 9 matches, with only 5 of them from the starting lineup, he has the 4th highest point total of all midfielders in the game. If Nkunku wasn't such a sure thing, Soboslai would be the standout Leipzig pick. The second spot in midfield goes to Christoph Baumgartner. His price tag is almost identical to Soboslai. Of course he doesn't score nearly as many points, but he is owned by a lot fewer managers than the Hungarian maestro. Injury prone, but always active during matches, when on the pitch, Baumgartner plays an advanced midfield role, a lot of times looking like a second striker, as evidenced by the fact that he gets goals and shots, but hasn't picked up any points for passes to shots this season. However, he is averaging 7 points per game on the season. The top differential pick in midfield is, in my consideration, Daniel Caligiuri. Augsburg looked like a different team against Stuttgart, and Caligiuri is the creator in their midfield. He scored 28 points in their last three fixtures, and taking a one-week punt on him before the unlimited transfer window could boost your overall rank since he is owned by only 2.79% of the top 500 managers and 9.8% overall. Now on to the strikers. In the absence of Holland, Schick, and Weghorst, many managers went for Kramaric, including me. Keep him if you have him, but here's my top three recommendations for differential strikers. Third on the list is Anthony Modeste. He's been raking in the goals and shots this season, and at 8 million, he is a great option in your forward line. Playing against Union this weekend could see him continue his goal-scoring streak. In the two spot, we have Taiwo Anwani. The Bayern match aside, he scored 40 points in his last four match days. He's owned by only 3% of managers and will face Modeste and Cohn this coming weekend. It could be an interesting competition between the two. Who will score more goals in that match? The top pick goes to Lukas Mecha of Wolfsburg. Although Weghorst is slated to come back this weekend against Augsburg, Mecha has been a worthy replacement with two goals in as many games, including the midweek win versus RB Salzburg in the Champions League. But I could see new manager Kohfeldt utilize Mecha up front with Weghorst, or keep Weghorst on the bench at the start. Why bench an informed striker who can play as a dangerous winger as well? This has been the inaugural episode of Scoring Opportunity, a Bundesliga Fantasy Manager podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thanks so much to all of you who have liked and retweeted the announcement for the podcast or sent in listener questions. Your support is really appreciated. I will be putting out episodes during the international break in order to get into a publishing rhythm. Next week, I'll be talking about the various online resources to improve your fantasy game. Until next time, this has been your host, Fred. Let's have a great match day.